Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. I want to ask you a question and then answer it. First of all, how many in you in here would consider yourselves blessed? Let's see your hand if you consider yourselves blessed. I got a lot of smart people in here. You answered right. How many know we're blessed? According to the world, the, the statistics would tell us if we know where our next meal is, then we're more blessed than about 85 or 90% of the world. Because there are people in this world that don't know where their next meal is coming from. So we are definitely blessed. But beyond being blessed for knowing what our next meal is, there's blessings that God gives us. I was starting to think as we're ending up this year, we didn't have service Wednesday night. By the way, how many missed being in church Wednesday nights? Right? It's, it's, it's like we, then you realize how, now some of y'all are like, I didn't miss nothing. We, we, we come on Sundays. That's fine if you come on Sundays. But some of us crazy folk in here, we come back on Wednesdays too. And we're just radical like that, right? And uh, we actually set a record not too long ago for uh, the most we've ever had on a Wednesday night. We keep breaking records, praise God. But that midweek service is so important, right, to get us through to the following Sunday. So it felt kind of weird not being in church since last Sunday. And uh, I have no idea why I said that because I lost my train of thought. But we're blessed, amen? And so I, had, I said that for a reason, and it'll come back around in a minute. But I was thinking of, oh, that's what it was. We didn't have a Thanksgiving service Wednesday night because we just kind of did what the home church did and followed their, their calendar. Um, and so we, 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 I would usually preach a Thanksgiving message, and I'm just a thankful person. Is anybody else in here th- just thankful for the things that you have? And so I would have th- preached a message on Thanksgiving and being blessed. And I've just been telling Carla all year, like, man, it's amazing how many blessings we've seen um, in the last few years, but especially this year. Like, we've seen so many people this year buy houses. Amen? Buy houses. Get their first house. Or, man, some of y'all are like, it ain't me, so I ain't excited. How about you be excited for the other people that bought a house? Amen? Because you'll be next. All right. So people bought houses. People got out of debt. Lots of people have gotten out of lots of debt, amen, through our Financial Peace University. And uh, we've had people get vehicles. We've had people get promotions. We've had people get new jobs and raises, start business. I mean, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of awesome stuff. And I was just telling Carl, it's amazing. It's so exciting to see all these blessings and seeing people, even if they didn't buy a house, getting a better house or, or just, just God blessing us. And so I started thinking, why are we blessed Why are we blessed? Why are we so blessed? And I want to take that to another thought of not just why are we blessed, but why are some churches blessed? That's a fact. You might not know that, but not that God doesn't want all of his churches to be blessed, but, you know, churches are just like anything else. we got to do things right. And I can tell you that we're a blessed church in so many ways, and I want to answer the question, why? Why is it that some churches are blessed? There's actually a, a man in Florida who was a missionary for many years, and he became a missionary church where they would raise lots of finances for missions, and he actually wrote a book about this, why some churches are blessed. And, and I want to kind of answer that this morning with, with uh, some verses and why we're so blessed in this church. And so I want to put up Proverbs 10, verse 22, and, and, I, and I want to read this because this is such a powerful verse. Now, as I read this, don't think that when I say riches or, or, or if we mention houses and cars and stuff like that, that, that that's all that matters. Because how many know this morning that health is greater than all those things? 
Has anybody ever been real sick and, and thank God that you're not sick anymore, right? I mean, you think about, I always think about Steve Jobs, who, who had every bit of money anybody could ever want in the world, but he, couldn't, he could not finance his health. And so that's the thing you got to think about. Health is the number one blessing that we have outside of our salvation, amen, and our eternal life with Jesus. But how many, how many know that when, when you're blessed and there's blessings in your life, sometimes people can see the blessings. And God fate gives you favor and stuff. And so this says the blessing, and I like that it says blessing because it's just one big blessing, okay? The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Some of you are like, no one's ever called me rich before, right? How many like that I just called you rich? How many believe that you're rich this morning because you have Jesus, okay? But the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and adds no sorrow to it, okay? So there's something that I want to show you this morning that hopefully you'll get uh, in answering this question of why some churches are blessed, why some believers are blessed. And, and, and here's what the word blessing is. Here's the definition of blessing, in case you're not sure. Blessed is a special favor. Favor. A, a mercy or a benefit. Okay? Mercy, benefit, or a special favor. And God wants his people to be blessed. He wants them to have favor. He wants them to have his mercy. He wants to, he, how many know he has special benefits for us? Sometimes in a job, you say, man, I got, a, I got a job with benefits. It's so exciting. Listen, we're believers with benefits this morning. We have benefits this morning because God has so much good stuff for us. And I want to really show you why in one verse specifically here, why I believe this church is blessed and why so many other churches are blessed. And it's in Matthew chapter 10 because we actually believe what Jesus said in his word. And he said in the Bible, Matthew chapter, uh, uh, it's not 10, did I say 10? 28, sorry, threw, threw him off. Matthew 28, verse 19. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. That's what our fellowship is about. That's what our church is about. We talk a lot about uh, our church in Tanzania. I want to I talk about that this morning. This message is kind of uh, uh, aimed towards Tanzania and our work there. For anybody that's new or visiting or doesn't know or haven't, haven't been here for a while or whatever, we started a church in Arusha, Tanzania, in Africa back in the beginning of this year out of this church. It's our church that we planted out of this church, our pastors that we sent out that got saved in this church 10 years ago. And together with our fellowship and with our home church, financially, we started a church in, in Arusha. And we're going to show a video in a second here. And I want you to remember that that's our baby. That's our church. It's not like it's just a church we're talking about. It's our church. It's, it's people just like us here this morning in another country 15,000 miles away. Okay, in the other side of the world, they're having church this morning, or they already had it this, while we were sleeping. They were having church over there. And, and that is what we are. We're, we're going and we're making disciples of all nations. Okay? And so we're sending people to preach the gospel. And, and then it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I love this next part. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, by the way. I do need King, New King James most of the time. But this message is New Living Translation because it's a little easier to understand. And it says, I like this next verse in verse 20. Watch what it says. Teach these new disciples. 
Okay, we have a lot of new disciples in this church. People who've been saved in the last few months, six months, a year. They've gotten baptized. They're learning how to serve God. And that's what we're doing. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I love when God says that. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay? The reason we're a blessed church is because we are a mission-minded church. Because we don't just focus on our church here and, and having services and doing something here and outreaching here like we did yesterday or, or, or helping people like we did with school supplies or whatever we do. It's not about here. It's about other countries. That's when he said go and preach this to all nations. We just took that serious. We just believe that that's what a church is supposed to do. And so we're doing that every single month. We tithe uh, off of this church and we give to missions. We take up missions offerings. We send money overseas to different places. That's why we're blessed. Because God's heart is about going to other places. And some of us will never go physically. But we can go financially. And we do. We do that every month. And we're faithful to that. And I want you to know that God is blessing us because of that reason. Amen. I want to show a quick clip um, from Arusha uh, uh, just a few services ago um, for anybody that hasn't seen it. Just to remind you to keep this in front of us that this is our church work, what God is doing in Tanzania and uh, how he's moving and opening up doors down there. That church is really growing. It's only 11 months old. Okay? It's only started in, in January right out of Pastor Dylan and Ashley's house. And I want you to look at this real quick. Just how to dance too. Notice the background. Notice the reach teach sin. why are we blessed? Because we're helping them know Jesus. Because those disciples over there are learning how to be disciples. And most of those people that you just saw have never heard the gospel before. A lot of those people were never saved before they met Jesus through Pastor Dylan and Ashley. God, and so, so the reason our church is blessed is because we're giving to missions. Because we're a missions-minded church. Okay? Now, how many want that favor on your lives? How many want God to, I start thinking about favor and blessings. And a lot of times, again, everybody has different things in their minds and compartmentalize in their minds of what a blessing is. And, and everybody might have different thoughts. I started with health and I, and I mentioned that. Some people might say it's a thing I can hold, I can see, whatever. But like in my life, I, I look at a lot of the blessings and favor of God that I've seen that are small things. I like the big ones. But the small ones are more exciting to me. And the reason I really like the small ones is because it's like, man, God is looking at the details of my life. And, and listen, I'm not saying this to boast. I promise. God knows my heart. I'm just saying this because it's true. God has shown me so much favor in my life. 
since I've given him my life. So many blessings that I can't even remember them all. And I'm not saying that. My mom used to tell me all the time, you need to write a book. You need, and Jimmy just told me, our, our landlord, he told me, he gave me a book. And he's like, you need to start writing things down. You need to write a book. Everybody wants me to write a book. I don't know why. I'm not going to write a book. I don't want to write a book. But I should have wrote a book. And what she says is you should have wrote all these little blessings down. Because there's so many of them that I don't even remember them all. How many would like to live that kind of life? So many little blessings, so much favor of God, so many things where you go, man, that was just God. God just loves me so much. How many know that God loves us so much? And, and, and so I was thinking about, like, um, I'll just give you one, ex- one generic example because that just came to my mind this morning. How many uh, have ever been to Disneyland or Disney World? Let me see your hands. All right. How many would like to go to Disneyland or Disney World? Okay, it's a fun place, okay, it's cool, you kind of get in there and like just leave the world for a little bit and it's, it's neat, Walt Disney did a good job. How many of you have ever been to a parade? Okay, like parades, watch the, watch the people go by. So we're at Walt Disney World about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, we were coming back from Costa Rica and uh, we got a chance, an opportunity, a blessing to be able to go to Disney World on the way back, kind of like a, a blessing for the years of being in missionaries in Costa Rica. And so we took our girls to uh, Disney World. That would have been 10 years ago. Kristen would have been like 15. Destiny would have been like 10 or 11. And so we went, and, and the whole trip was just one blessing after another. But I remember this one in particular. If you've ever been to a parade, if it's not the Macy's Parade you just watched on TV, that's a big one, or the Rose Bowl Parade. Listen, Disney World does it up when it comes to a parade, right? Everybody wants to see the parade. And so my girls and my wife wanted to see the parade. Uh, I honestly didn't care about it as much. I'm cool if I see it, cool if I don't, but I knew they wanted to. And so they're like, we got to get to the parade. And how many know that at those parades, people get in line for an hour before the parade? They want to get their spot on the sidewalk. They want to, they want to sit there and be up front. And so like all around the, all the streets are lined with people and you can't get to the front. And so we got there and all of a sudden we walk up to this spot and literally there's a spot right at the front, right on the street for four people to sit down. And no one was holding their hands back. There was nothing marked off. But how many know that people don't leave a space for four people at the front of a parade? And we just walked up and sat down. And my wife and my daughters are my witness that that happened. And we just watched the parade from the front row like we had VIP tickets. And that's just an example of a, of a little thing that's maybe not seem like a big deal to you, but I look at those little things. Those little favors of God, those little blessings of God, are where, where I see God knows my heart and he wants to give me the desires of my heart because I've given in my heart. How many have given God your heart this morning? And, you, and, he wants to, and the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. Okay, so we want to continue to be a church that believes in the missions of the gospel and getting the gospel around the world. So I want to take you to one more verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, if you'd go there. And this is really cool. This is going to be New Living Translation. And this was a revelation to me many years ago. And I actually got this, this is funny, I actually got this revelation as a missionary. Like you'd think you'd get the revelation and then go be a missionary. I was already a missionary and on, on the mission field, and my pastor, Pastor Jones, preached a message one time at a conference many years ago, and uh, he mentioned this verse, and, and I expounded on it and read it more, and it really, really gave me a revelation of why some churches are blessed, why some believers, do you believe some believers can be blessed more than other believers? Yeah, sure they can. It has to do with this, this thing we're talking about of being a person who understands generosity, 
being a person who understands uh, how to be a giver. And here we are at the beginning of December, right? Everybody's supposed to be a giver now. And we're supposed to give gifts, and that's kind of what everybody makes this season about. But God wants people who aren't selfish. Okay? Now, we're going to read from Solomon. And Solomon, we've talked about him a lot. We say he was the wisest, dumbest person ever. Okay? But when it came to money, he, was, he stayed wise. He was filthy rich. Okay? Bill Gates today is the richest man in the world. I was just looking. He's worth $110 billion. Okay? Not million, $110 billion. And so that's a lot of money. Can you say amen? Solomon was worth in the trillions of dollars in his time. So not even in the same stratosphere of Bill Gates of money. And that was the richest man in the world. So he had a lot of money. But he had this revelation in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. How many of you ever heard the verse that says, cast your bread upon the waters? You ever heard that? Cast your bread upon the waters? That's this verse, King James. And this is what it says in the New Living Translation. Send your grain across the seas. And in time, profits will flow back to you. Just leave that there for a second. Think about this. Send your grain across the seas, and in time, your profits will flow back to you. Now, I'm not going to ask you this morning if you've ever invested. I'm not going to ask you this morning if you've ever done stocks or if you have a savings account or any of that stuff. But if you did, if you did any of that stuff, if you've ever tried any of that stuff, if you have a 401k, anything that has to do with your future and money and retirement and all that stuff, if I stood up here this morning and told you, I've got this stock, that is for sure. I've got this investment. It is for sure. And if you give into it, I promise you in 20 years, it will quadruple or, or, or however many, 100 times more what you put in it. How many would sign up for that? If, if it was a for sure thing. I got two or three smart people here. All right, I would if it was a for sure thing. Listen, there's no for sure thing in stocks. There's no for sure thing in savings or any of that. But there is something for sure in the kingdom of God. Okay, in the kingdom of God, amen? Totally for sure, okay? An investment that you cannot go wrong on. And Solomon says, if you will send your grain across the sea, in time profits will flow back to you. Let's keep reading here. Look what it says. But divide your investments among many places. That's like the old saying, don't put your eggs all in one basket. For you do not know what risks might lie ahead. Now leave that there for a second because I want you to think about this. Here we are in December. The beginning of December, first day of December, everybody here is thinking about what gift they're going to give somebody else or how they're going to pay for gifts or how they're going to buy gifts or how they're going to buy toys for their kids or how they're going to do all these things because that's what our culture does and that's what we do and that's, that's where we're at. And so we think about these things and what happens a lot of times in churches is people, and I'm not saying anybody here, I don't believe we do this here, but churches in general in the world, they'll be like, hey, I need to buy gifts for my family, so I'm just going to grab a little bit of God's money over here. And instead of tithing, I'm going to use this, and I'll put it back in January, and I'll double it, and I'll, they make all these. I'm not saying anybody would do that, but I, I can tell you that it probably happens. Ooh, got quiet in here. Amen. Because I just know that in December and in the summer, the, the money goes down for some reason in church. It's not because we got laid off or whatever. It's because, man, it got quiet. It didn't get this quiet in the first service. 
Amen. But, but right, that could happen, right? That we could possibly do that. Like maybe I'll, I'll just, you know, pick it back up in, 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 in January. The problem with that is, is the bills still come for the church in December and in the summer when it's hot, right? But that's kind of the mentality we have. And God's like get, getting us to a place where we understand, listen, I'm a God of blessings and I can help you with all the things you want to do. Just keep me first. Right, just keep doing the right thing. And so this verse is kind of talking about this. Now watch, let's move on. Verse 3. Here's why a lot of people don't give to missions or give to the kingdom of God like they could. Because it says, when the clouds are heavy and the rains come down, whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Now watch, this really clears it up. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. Lots of people... Don't give to the kingdom of God or, or invest in the kingdom of God because they're looking at the economy or they're looking at the weather and they're thinking, man, I, I, it's Christmas time. I can't, I can't give to God and buy Christmas gifts. I can't do this and do that. And so they start to look at the weather and all these things and Solomon is saying, don't do that. Don't look at the weather. Don't look at the economy. Don't look at the, what Wall Street's doing. Don't look at what your job's saying. Uh, a lot of times maybe, maybe it's January, February, March, and they're laying people off at your job. And, and you're saying, man, i, I got to be a little tighter with my money. God is saying, don't look at this world for your source. Can somebody give me a better amen? amen. Okay. So he says, if they watch every cloud, they will never harvest. If they watch what's going on, if they give according to what they see in their bank account, or, they, or they're faithful to missions because um, I've got a little extra, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, understand that there is a place to invest that is better than any 401k. Okay, verse 5. Just as you cannot, I love this, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind. It was windy yesterday, right? Or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb. So you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to give you health. God wants to give you favor. He is a great, I, I, I used to say good God all the time, but he's not good. He's great. How many know he's better than good? He's great. He's a great God. And so he is a great God, a great father who wants to bless us, but he just wants us to have the mentality that I am a kingdom-minded person. And the reason that I bless some people more than others is because, not because I love them more, because he loves us all, but because they understand the principle of what matters to me, and that is that my gospel will be preached around the world to all nations. Amen? That's what his, that's what his heart is. Okay, now look at verse 6. So plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you do not know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. Amen? We give to the Lord, we, we loose our, our, our trust to the Lord, and God does amazing things. Amen? How many are still here? Amen. Well, I'm almost done. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to short message this morning. Amen? What, what I, what what I want to do is I want to challenge everybody in here this place this morning. As we begin to end this year, I want to challenge us to keep 
trusting in God. I want to challenge us to keep putting our faith in who God is and that he is the one who brings the blessings and the favor to our lives. Amen? And, and we can look all day long at, at other people for our source or our job or, 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 or savings or whatever, but God wants us to put our faith totally 100% in him. Amen? Now, we have this baby over in Tanzania, and this baby has, it, it needs some help this morning. Amen. I'm going to ask the musicians to come if you would. And I'm going, to, I'm going to take up an offering this morning for Tanzania. Now listen, don't say, oh, here we go. Because we don't do this very often if anybody knows that, they goes, that comes to this church. And, 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 and if you don't want to give, don't worry about it. We're not pulling your head, twisting your arm or anything. I'm giving you an opportunity this morning to invest in a, in a need that is our baby that is Tanzania this morning. Okay? How many are still here? Why are some churches blessed? Because they put missions first. Okay? And so we, we have gotten to this place this morning as a church because we have done things by faith. Anybody that knows in here this morning uh, what, how we've gotten here is because we have, whenever we've had a preacher come in, whenever we've had a missionary come, whenever we've done anything with a building, it has always been by faith. We've never had the money to do it. We've just done it. And so this morning... We have a work in Tanzania that needs to continue to grow, continue to see God's hand move, but we need to help him this morning. Here's why. We're going we're gonna to take, take up an offering for, for, the, for the work there to continue to be able to do what it's doing. I want to have the ushers come forward, if you would. And um, there's a little more resistance in this service than there was in the first service. I don't know who you are, but stop. Just kidding. Right? It was, little, it was a little bit more free in the first service. So I guess they're beating you in the generosity thing. I don't know. But we're, comp- we're competitive, right? All right. Last week I told you all in the 11 o'clock service that, we, that the 9 o'clock service was beating you. And then we broke a record in the 11 o'clock service. Did we just do it again? First service? Less today? Yeah. So we broke a record last week though when I was, so you, you did it right then, right there. But here's the thing. Listen to me closely. We have invested in Tanzania this year as a church and as a fellowship over $100,000 to make that work. See, a lot of times we don't understand how expensive the gospel is. That go is expensive. It sounds good. It sounds exciting. And we'll watch that video and be like, yeah, that's my church over there. We, We made that happen because of faithful people. All of you here that have given faithfully. And this morning there's a need. Here's the need. They, they've got to continue. Pastor Dylan has not been able to get a job. He has not been able to get the, the permits that he needs to work. Now, in, in that country and in a lot of countries over in that area, there's been a lot of fraud. There's been a lot of things that have been done in the name of the church. And so we've been had to be extra careful over there to not do anything wrong where they would shut us down. Watch this. Some of you know this. Most of you don't. We have not been able to take an offering all year in that church. How is the church existing? There's no way this church could exist if we couldn't take offerings. I mean, God, would, God can do amazing things, trust me. But the, what I'm trying to say is it's existing because of us and other churches in our fellowship and our home church that are, that are giving. They cannot take an offering over there until they get their paperwork done. 
And so that paperwork is in process. They need help with that financially. And Pastor Dylan has not been able to get a job because he has, just like here in the States, if you come to the United States from another country, you have to get a work permit. And if you don't, you're illegal. And so we're not going to do things illegal. And so all these things have been on a standstill. We've been supporting them to live, bottom a vehicle, spending the money on the rent for the church. Everything you see, we've been supporting as a church and as a fellowship. But today we need about $5,000 so we can pay for the permits so they can go over and get um, the permits to be able to, to start some businesses. Now watch this. This is, this is kind of where it gets exciting. The reason I'm excited about this is when, in, in however long it is, it won't be more than four years, Pastor Dylan and Ashley will come back to the States. They're not going over there forever, okay? And they will leave that work in Arusha, and they will leave it to a native person, just like Pastor Mario and I left Pastor Carlos in Costa Rica. He's a native Costa Rican that pastors that church. And so that will be the plan. But it's a church in a, in a, in a city that does not have a lot of income. There's a lot of lack, and they need jobs. And so Pastor Dylan wants to start some businesses so that he can give uh, jobs to his people in his church. He's got a lot of able bodies. So with this offering between us and our home church this morning, I know without a doubt God is going to bring in what we need. And he's going to be able to go this week and get those permits. And he's going to be able to start a business and he's going to be able to start having some income come in. Because what he wants to do is he wants to start something that when he leaves, he will not only leave the church behind, but he will leave income behind and a business behind where that pastor and those people can keep living off of what they're doing. And we don't have to have any money going in there. They'll be indigenous, it's called. They'll be self-sufficient. Okay, they'll be able to work that thing by themselves. How many believe that God can do that this morning? Pastor Dylan has a, a, a degree as an engineer. He's a smart man. He could be making a lot of money here in the States, but he's left his job and went over there to do this church, and he's all in. Him and Ashley are all in. So we're not going to let them fail, and we're not going to put all this money we've already put in and not see it work. And you saw the video, amen? I want to show one more if you wouldn't mind. Just look at it again and see that that wouldn't be there if it wasn't for us. Amen. Watch this as they worship. Isn't that precious? That's there because we're giving them the gasoline. Amen. We're standing behind them. We're doing the go of the gospel. So as you're getting prepared, if you need an offering envelope and you want to give, here's the thing. But you, you didn't know. We didn't know we were going to take up an offering. This was, this was something we talked about yesterday, Pastor Paul. And I was going to take up this offering. We need to get this done quick. This wasn't planned. This is kind of last second. Um, so if you don't have money today, that's fine. You can do text to give which is lots of people have learned how to do text to give and you can just put missions on there and it will go to this. Every dime that comes in this will go straight to missions. Here's an exciting thing about how we work in missions. If you need an offering, just lift your hand. What I love about how we work in missions is because we're not a humongous fellowship, we don't, we don't have administrative costs. Every dime that we give to missions goes straight to missions. We don't have some cut coming out of it or some, some secretary we're paying somewhere. It's all, it all goes. And so 
if you don't have it this morning, you could write on an envelope and say, I want to give this Wednesday or I want to give this next Sunday or whatever um, if you want to participate. This is one of those things where, we're, again, we're not begging or, or saying please. This, this to me is that investment opportunity that I'm laying out and I'm giving you the chance to, 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 to give an investment in something that's going to bring a great return. Put your seed across the sea and then the profits will come back to you. Although I'm not doing it for that reason, I know God will bless me. I have mine, Carl and I have ours. We've given in both services. And we're, we're not going to miss out on this. Amen. We're going to sow this seed. Uh, here's a verse for you as we close. Powerful verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Sometimes we say, where am I going to get this from? How am I going to do this? God is the one who provides the seed. Isn't that awesome? God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. Do you realize that every farm that you pass, every vegetable that you eat, every, everything we eat came from the seed that came from God. God's the originator. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Don't raise your hand, but answer this question inside of how many of us want to be generous people. We want to be generous people. We don't, we don't want to be people who have sticky fingers. God's looking for some people that he can put money through. Here's, here's my last thought. A lot of times people who aren't saved and don't know the Lord have the concept of generosity better than Christians. That same Bill Gates that I mentioned to you, I don't know how many years ago he started really heavily giving to charity, but I can tell you last year, well actually this year in 2019, Bill Gates gave $35 billion away. I don't know about you. You might not be that person. I would love to be able to give that much money away. I don't know how, who you are. So there's some people in here that you would love, you would love, love, love to give more. But the problem you might have, might be having is you're waiting for God to put this lump sum in your hand. And God's saying, why don't you be faithful with the 10? Why don't you be faithful with the 50? Why don't you be faithful with the 100? Why don't you be faithful with Because we always do that. God, if you give me a bunch of money, that, that was what Brian said, right? That was the example he gave at the offering. Well, I can't, man, I can't do this 600,000. That's a lot of money. Okay, we'll just take your job away so you can't have that much money to give. Don't have to worry about it. But God will keep increasing. Here's the crazy thing about Bill Gates. He gave $35 billion away last year, and at the end of this year, he's going to have made $15 billion. Did y'all catch that? Gave $35 away and is going to finish the year with $15 more than he had. Well, some of you would say, well, $15 and $35 is $50. If he wouldn't have given anything away, he'd have $50 more. Probably not because he's under, he somehow understands the, the, the principle of sowing and reaping. Okay? So let's be generous this morning. Father, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Mario to come up if he would. And I'm going to ask him to pray. I almost got ahead of myself. I want him to pray over this. Pastor Mario and I are very passionate about this because he's, he's my assistant pastor along with Pastor Andrews. And he and I have been missionaries. We know what it's like to go to another country. We know what it's like to be supported by people here. We've been over there while this has been going on. We've been in the other country while this kind of offering has been taken up and our next step has depended on faithful people just saying, I'm going to be a part of this. And so I, I really believe that as we end this year, 
I really believe that God, because you might think, man, like my first carnal thought was, man, this is not a good time to take up this offering. We're at the beginning of December, blah, blah, blah. I think God has a plan. I think God's like, I'm going to do this at the beginning of December. I'm going to present this need. I'm going to bless Tanzania because that church in Denton, I got some plans for them next year. And I need this harvest to come in. I need them to sow some seed in a time where it doesn't make any sense to sow seed. But listen, I could, I can, listen, I'm not lying about this. God is my witness. I could go through this month without any gifts. I don't care. <laughs> he says it's not going to happen. I don't care. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's not what Christmas is about to me. If I get a gift, that's a blessing. Praise God, it's an extra. But I don't need it. I don't want it. I just, I, I, I want, I'd like to put that money somewhere else. Right? That's the heart God's looking for. And there's going to be a harvest from it. Let's stand, if you would, this morning. Pastor Mario's going to pray over this. Hallelujah. Put your offering up, if you would. If you have one, if you don't have it, put it up there in faith. And just believe God to yes. do a miracle in your finances. Father, thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you for trusting us, God, to be able to invest into your kingdom. Lord, for pouring upon our lives, every single one of us, your blessing, God, because of our obedience. Lord, we're not looking for you to just fill our cup, Lord, and just bless us. And, and that's the only reason, Lord, to give into this offering. No, that is not what we're doing, God. We're giving here because we understand, Lord, that this seed that has been planted needs to be watered, needs fertilization. And God, we trust you, Lord. We believe that your plan is at work right now in Pastor Dylan and Ashley, God. Right now as they have planted this church, God, we thank you, Lord, for the plan, the business plan, the idea, the creativity that you put in their hearts. God, we know that you are behind this, Lord. We stand in, in, in one accord with this blessing right now, Father. We ask, God, that you would just go forth and open up miracles, God, and, and people, Lord, and, 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 and offices that Pastor Dylan would walk into, God, and the favor of God would be upon his life. God, that you would give him those certificates, those permits, those licenses, put them in his hands. Father God, right now, Lord, Lord, we believe, we trust, God, because you have work to do, God, yes. and we are investing today, yes. right now, Lord, every person that is investing into this miracle church right now, God, yes. we ask that you would bless the gift and the giver, God. Yes. Lord, those that have a heart to see great and mighty things done overseas in a foreign country, yes. Lord, we're so thankful to be part of that. And God, we ask that you just multiply this gift today, Father. Do a miracle in all of our finances, yes, God. Jesus. Put miracle money in our hands, yes. God, so that we can be a miracle into the kingdom of God, Lord, yes. that we can give an abundance amount to the Lord. Father, yes. we thank you, Lord. Yes. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Bless that family. Bless those pastors that live in that yes. city, God. Uh, Pastor Dylan and Ashley, God, yes. and protect them and keep them and their children, God. Protect God, them all. Steps. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. They begin to pass that around. We're going to just uh, take a few moments and open up the altar. If you'd like to come and pray, if you'd like to just spend a little time in the presence. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.